Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go! Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50 plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack. And join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! And a good football morning, Birds fans. I assure you that our couple-minute late start here has nothing to do with us trying to mimic the Eagles in the way they've started uh, the last couple of games. We just had to work through some technical difficulties, but we are here with you for the next almost two hours to talk about another heart-wrenching, heart-stopping, angst-causing, exhilarating Philadelphia Eagles victory yesterday over the Buffalo Bills. Johnny Mac, uh, before we talk about the game, break it down. You got to break down the uh, press box for it. What's it like sitting there with a bunch of guys covering the Eagles and then Bills guys that are there too, and the game being the peak and valley game that it was? What was it like in a press box? Um, it's always, yeah, from from our perspective, it's always a pain in the you know what because you're writing as the game goes along and then it changes 57 times, and uh, you know. <laughs> And so it's uh, it's always an issue from that perspective. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it, you know when Jake Elliott lines up for the fifty-nine yard field goal in that kind of weather, you know, as good as Jake has been, you're like, oh, you know, this is not going to go well. And then he bangs it through, and it, it's you know, this team is something else as far as persevering and all that kind of stuff. But I got to tell you, Jody, they are living on the edge. Um, at some point, it's going to bite them in the you-know-what. And, and Jalen Hurts, and by the way, I didn't live up to the standard. These technical difficulties, they were my fault. So I will take responsibility just as Jalen Hurts did. Jalen seemed almost tortured after the game. He's like, we keep winning, but I'm not living up to the standard. I'm like, wow, this team is is something else. The fact that it, the numbers are insane, Jody. 
insane. Ten and ten and one for two consecutive seasons. Two coaches in history have done that. Two. Tony Dungy, Don Shula, both in the Hall of Fame, obviously. Tony Dungy had had, had Peyton Manning. We know those great Dolphins teams. Two. Uh, 26 and two Jalen Hurts, 15 and one at Lincoln Financial Field, 14 straight against winning teams. Best since 1950. 1950. I, 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 they keep winning games in a league defined by parity. And some of them, like this one, are on that razor's edge, on that tightrope, and can go either way. And if Jake Elliott misses that field goal, nobody blinks in that kind of weather. Nope. That's how close it is. Um, and they just find ways to persevere and win these games. It's uh, I, I don't even, at this stage, I can't even explain it. Um, but it's, you can see it even weighing on the quarterback. It's like, we can't keep doing this. We can't keep doing this. And that's, that's the, the standard they have. And, you know, it was an awful first half. The fans are, are booing. The expectations are so high with this team. That's another part of it from my perspective. When they have a bad quarter, a bad drive, it's like, what's going on? What's going on? Everybody has bad quarters in this league. Everybody has bad drives. Everybody has bad halves. But, you know, midway through the first half, it was Jalen Hurts was two for nine. Um, he had the blue Tarski, I like to call it, for Animal House fans. It's an old movie, so people... A lot of people won't get their reference. Passer rating, 0.0. When you you have that kind of start, typically quarterbacks doesn't have to be any player. They're probably not going to have a good game. You you fast forward to the second half. I think he started six out of seven. His passer rating at that point in the second half was 158.3. I've never seen anything like it. This guy shrugs off everything, and the relentlessness, I always say, that's the word I use, that, that it, it, you can't let your guard down if you're the opposition, or he's going to make a play, and it doesn't matter how poorly he's played up to that point. I, I don't know. Can you come up with a comparison? I can't. Usually you got it or you don't. Right. For him he, to be able to the worst of the worst and then he's the best of the best like turning on and off a faucet and when he turns it on it it comes pouring down on you and it did yesterday on the buffalo bills um yesterday yours truly was on wip in the morning uh prior to the eagle game which of course was on wip uh and usually i'm on with glenn uh but because he was doing a pregame show they were going to ask him to do six and change straight hours so it was me and al morgani And during the show, I suggested Al planted the seed in my mind uh, as a potential idea, but then Al backed off. He wanted no part of it. (laughs) I suggested that during the game yesterday, when Jalen Hurts makes a massive play, be it a great touchdown pass, be it a phenomenal touchdown run, and or a tush push into the end zone, of which he made all three. He did every single one of them yesterday. Five touchdowns for Jalen Hurts. 
the Zacchaeus play was uh, for me the most exciting. Running left, third and long, going the wrong way, perfect touch pass into double coverage, just phenomenal. So I suggested the the Eagle fans should start the MVP chant during the game. That you don't usually get it in an NFL game. You get it in an NBA game because there's that natural break, go to the foul line, you can feel it, you can hear it. Baseball, guys coming up to bat, they're playing his walk-up music, perfect fitting and timing for it. There really isn't as perfect a fitting or timing in an NFL game. But there is after a massive play. Well, oh, somebody's going to be upset because they're chanting MVP with Jake's trotting out to kick a PAT? I don't think so. You can make it just as easy and just as fitting in football. And I said Jalen Hurts deserves this. He's moved into the MVP status. He is the leader in the clubhouse. I told you to go by Mahomes if they won the game. He did. After the game he had yesterday, he is now not only the leader, he's leader by margin because he put up five touchdowns yesterday. Johnny Mac, do you think I got tweets at halftime when I'm MVP my ass was one of the tweets I got because Jalen had the first half that he did. I, uh, the, I'm amazing, the turn. I mean, I got so many fire Brian Johnson tweets. I I can't even tell you. I I, I Yeah, I don't. Look, some of it is is self-inflicted in the fact that they're so good. The expectations, as I said, rise to this unrealistic degree. Um, but, yeah, I'm a little surprised. I, I don't know if I should be, but I'm always a little surprised when people turn that quickly. Um, I talked about it with Doug Peterson. I thought, you know, I remember sitting in a bar in Minneapolis after the Super Bowl saying, all right, Doug's never going to have to buy a drink in Philadelphia again. He's got a lifetime dispensation card. Well, lifetime lasted three. three. I mean, it, I yeah, I I shouldn't be surprised by it, but I'm always surprised by it. Um, and and then sure enough, I mean that's part of fandom. You know, there's a hypocrisy built into it. You're it, it, the same people are so happy at the end of the game. It's just living and dying with a particular team. And when you're dying, it's ugly. Um, and they played a bad first half. They played as as poorly as they played in the first half. Um, but, yeah, I mean, people got to have a little bit more patience, I would think. But evidently not. Yeah, he's the um, and And, by the way, Seth on the postgame show asked me, the disrespect for Jalen Hurts. I'm like, he's he's the leader for the MVP. He's going to win the MVP if they finish this thing. If they if they go 16 and one, he's the MVP. Period. End of sentence. Now, they might not even play the final two games or whatever if they keep it going. But if they keep it going, he's going to be the MVP. So I don't know about the disrespect card. Yeah, um, as you mentioned, I wonder if the disrespect is coming from right here in Philadelphia. Yeah, Eagle fans. It's, yeah, exactly. Uh, you always point the finger at the national media. Yeah. National media they're they're national the media. ones that are telling you he's going to be the how, MVP. How about the home guys here who go and yeah. MVP my ass on my Twitter when I said they should start an MVP chant for Jalen? Now this was before the game. This was before he had five touchdowns yesterday. And again, here's here's the only thing that I'll kind of concur with Seth on. And this is a national media thing. I think in general, they don't acknowledge or credit or look at rushing touchdowns that they solely look at the touchdown pass column and go, Oh, you don't have as many touchdown passes as this guy, that guy, the other guy. 
and they look right past the rushing touchdowns, which guess what? You get the same six points for. It doesn't matter if you throw it 99 yards or if you run it in from nine inches and it's a tush push. It's the same six points, and you should yeah. get the same kind of credit for it. That's the one thing. That's why I don't think and, – and the betting markets know what they're doing. There's a reason why they do it. There's complete unbias. All they're looking to do is make a profit. So they're going to be the, the most unbiased judge of who's having the best season and who should be a leading MVP candidate because they're just trying to make money. They, they get it. The, the, yeah. Those with opinions, those with human biases – don't give credit for rushing touchdowns. And oh, by the way, yeah. Jalen had two more again yesterday. So he is the unquestioned MVP as of right now. Yeah. Um, if the season ended today, he'd be the MVP. So, I mean, that's, you know, he's a significant favorite. So, uh, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Individuals, yeah, a lot of individuals don't look at uh, – he went through the same thing last year. Well, he doesn't have a lot of touchdown passes. Yeah, who cares? How many touchdowns does he generate? Correct. Um, yeah, and he's the first quarterback in history with 10 touchdowns for three consecutive seasons on the ground. Never been done before. How about that? Uh, we talk about that. There's so many statistics I can throw out there, numbers, that have never been done before. Or in the case of 14 straight against winning teams, hasn't been done in 73 years. 73 years. I I don't, you know, I I I truly believe most people do not understand what they are watching. And bottom line, I said it yesterday on the post-game show. I'll say it again today. Don't get used to this. It is not going to be like this forever. Enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. I get the disappointment if they don't win like they didn't win last year. I get that. But this is rare. This is incredibly rare. And long-time Eagles fans will tell you that. Never happened before, this kind of run. This team's been around since 1933. Well, you can go back to 1940. I shouldn't say that. 1949 and 50, if you want to go back then. Um, But in the modern era... This has never been done before. Right. In we have six more regular season games to go. They're halfway through the quote-unquote gauntlet, which, yeah, I think termed it a gauntlet. I wasn't by myself, but the six-game run in the middle of the season, we well, oh, my God, that schedule gets hard. Easier early, very easy late. That six-game run in the middle is going to be very And I give you some disrespect, Jody. I'll give you some disrespect. Um. The Eagles are not favorite next week. Yeah, I saw that. Um, not in the markets I'm looking at. Um, the the ones that I see. I only got I only got the one. I guess it's very close. But I, you know, from the one I got, the 49ers were a one point favorite. I'm sure it'll it'll toggle back and forth, and maybe the Eagles end up favorite. Maybe the Eagles are favorite now on some markets. But the fact that it's even a debate. Um, yeah, I'm, kind of a, I'm looking at it, seven of them right here, and they all have the Eagles as a favorite. Um, yeah. if I got if the it, eighth, it's got the 49ers. Yeah, if if it opened there, it has moved immediately. The Eagles are anywhere from a point and a half to two and a half point favorite, which they should be. Um, I think again, the odds makers get it right because they have to, 
That's their job. That's their business. There's no bias or rooting or anything involved. It's all about dollars and cents. So uh, we've got all week to talk about. But even at a one-point favorite, I mean, you generally get three points at home. So what they're saying is essentially San Francisco is a better football team. And by the way, I don't necessarily disagree with that right now um, for the moment. Um, But that's generally what they're saying by that line, even with the Eagles as a one-point favorite, which is fine. I mean, and and – Yesterday, they were a three-point favorite, which means the Bills and Eagles were a toss-up. And guess what? The game played damn close to that. Again, they get it right. They're in that business for a reason because they're very good at setting lines. And uh, I I think the Eagles will go up as a favorite, not a major favorite, and probably stay less than a field goal. And that's supposed to be the barometer of home field advantage. Uh, We got all week to talk about that. Let's talk about how they did what they did yesterday against the Bills. He's McMullen. I'm McDonald. We have our usual Monday stalwart joining us, Jeff Kerr, CBS Sports, next here on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. They're carving them up and good play calling along the way. First and goal at the six. On the field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. 
Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Here to join in the conversation on Birds 365 about the 10 and 1. Let me repeat that. 10 and 1 Philadelphia Eagles is Jeff Kerr from CBSSports.com. Uh, Living on the Edge was a Bon Jovi song, but you can certainly use it to describe the Philadelphia Eagles and the way they're going about winning football games. Should we just go? Uh, who cares? Uh, it doesn't matter how they win. They just win. Wake me up at the end of 60 minutes. You'd be missing out on a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, but should that be the attitude of Eagles players, Eagles coaches, Eagles owners, Eagles fans? Yeah, they don't give me the details. Just give me the final score. Is that the way the Eagles should be looking at this, uh, Jeff Kerr? Well, talking to players in the locker room yesterday, I know they they know they got playing the cleanup. I mean, the standard is the standard, right? Uh, McMullen and yeah. I hear it all the time. So, and they weren't too pleased with how they started that game, but they were more than pleased with how they finished. And a couple of the players, they look at us, hey, you know, we're ten and one, and we feel we could be better. And I mean, look, they're two games up on the next closest team in the NFC. That's what you should care about. They can actually afford to lose a football game this week if they choose to. I don't think they want to choose to, but they got wiggle room. The Cowboys don't have that. The 49ers don't have that. They actually can probably clinch home field advantage next week virtually. Not actually, but if they beat the 49ers next week, you're 11-1, you got three games up and a tiebreaker over the team that you feel is the biggest threat to you in the conference. Uh, that's huge. I mean, 10-1 is 10-1. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned in the opening, Jeff, though, Jalen Hurts seemed a little bit tortured uh, with the with the, with the the game, and he called it weird. And, he, he, you know, you remember a couple weeks ago when he said, when did winning not become the standard? And then today was back to, yeah, we won, but we didn't play up to the standard. Um. He has created this environment where the expectations are just astronomical. And you heard the booze there. And when they have a bad half or a bad quarter or a bad drive, people are saying, what's wrong? Fire the offensive coordinator, Jeff Kerr. Do this, do that. Bench this guy, bench that guy. What are they too good? In some some ways. Doesn't it feel like the Bulls in the 90s, you had to find something wrong with them? They're too old. They they don't play defense like they should. Michael Jordan's not shooting like how he's supposed to. You got to bench Steve Kerr. You can't play him. It's what it feels like with the Eagles right now. Every single week, it's it, you're right, John. They might just be too good. In a way... I kind of like how they're playing this year compared to last year. Last year they were blowing everybody out in the first half, and but if you look at the numbers, and they couldn't finish. Yeah, yeah, and they couldn't finish. couldn't finish. Yeah, but if you look at the numbers, their point differential isn't that big of a difference, and they're actually averaging more points through eleven games this right. year than they were last year. It's you know I, I know people like to get on the offense coordinator around here. I, I I think he's doing a hell of a job through eleven games. 
As do I. You're right. The total number of points is the most important thing. They play 60 minutes. Well, we should bounce a little bit because they did get seven points after the first 60 yeah. minutes. They still count they, the average. They, they needed that to get to the certain number, but hey, they, they, they had to do what they had to do to win the football game. Uh, and we were talking about Hurts before you came on and the fact that and, and Jeff, you're a national writer. I'm a national talk show host on CBS. So we're in this group, but we can judge other national guys. Is it just incompetence that national media members, at least, and this is just my opinion, let me say, don't acknowledge Jalen Hurts' rushing touchdowns? Did I still hear, yeah, how many touchdown passes do you have? Other guys in the league, you tend to touchdown passes. But he runs in touchdowns like nobody else's business, well, except for Josh Allen. He looked pretty good running yesterday. There's a couple other guys, but a lot of them don't. And people just shrug off his rushing touchdowns. It's the same thing as a passing touchdown. Why don't people get it that Jalen Hurts should be given at least as much credit, if not more credit, for running in touchdowns than throwing touchdowns? I've talked to Josh Allen a lot over the years about this, too. And, you know, he... Him and I made a joke last year. I don't think people knew Josh Allen's in the top seven all time at rushing touchdowns for a quarterback. He's second now, by the way. He's all still, time? Yeah, all time. That's he's pretty he, impressive. And yeah. And boy, he's tough to deal with, man. Boy, and, I mean, that that overtime drive, Jeff, they were like they would run it on first down, get nothing. Yep. And then it'd be third and nine, third and ten, and he just find a way to convert. Um yeah, he's he's tough to deal with. I thought he killed him. Jordan Davis yesterday. <laughs> Jordan yeah. Davis might have pulled more than a hamstring trying yeah. to catch him. Jordan Davis, by the way, got up to 16 and a half miles per hour um, yeah. at 330 really? pounds. Yeah. So they, they, they clocked Allen. him yeah. heading to the sideline. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. So speaking yeah. about Allen, I was talking to a couple of players after the game, a couple of defensive guys, what it's like to defend him. And one player actually told me – I'd love to put him next to Milton Williams and see who's bigger. Yeah, Josh Allen is huge. I mean, that's part of it. Uh, he's he's really difficult to deal with, and I think you know he's 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 so athletic, and I think he's so big. I went through this with Dante Culpepper back in the day. People, he showed up, and he was the first supersized quarterback. I remember the first time I met the guy. I'm like, this guy's a quarterback. I mean, it was absurd. <laughs> He was bigger than every linebacker on the team by far, and uh, he could run. And Josh Allen's got same some of that. You you don't expect him to be as athletic as he is because he's so big. Um, and all of a sudden, he's turning the corner on you, and you can't catch him. But um, overall, I thought the Eagles' defense was kind of shaky. Oh, I mean, yeah. they give up. 500 plus yards. I, I think you mentioned Milton Williams. I mean, that was a big loss. Yeah. I think people don't realize how good Milton's been playing this year. Then they had some injury. Fletcher went down, came back, left again. Ultimately, um, Jalen Carter got banged up. Jordan Davis, as you mentioned, Jason, Josh Allen, uh, Zach Cunningham with the hamstring. We're not even bringing up the other side, the biggest injury, Lane Johnson, but are some of these injuries becoming a concern as we get on these, these weeks and all of a sudden here's San Francisco and you got to worry about all these groins and hamstrings. Um, is that a concern? 
I think we're gonna have a pretty full injury report on Wednesday there, John. Uh yeah, I'm I'm a little concerned. Yeah, that it, not having Milton Williams again, dude. That guy's gonna get paid by somebody in free agency if the Eagles don't do it. I, I, you know, whenever he becomes a free agent, um, two years, I guess. So, yeah, I yeah, I think they're gonna miss it. Um, uh, Sam Reddick looked a little banged up yesterday too. I mean, he was, you know, um, Spencer Brown did a pretty good job on him yesterday, but still, like Josh Allen was having him on skates, and I know the field had a lot to do with that and the conditions, but yeah, I mean, they play him and Josh Sweat way too much. I mean, I, I, oh, I don't know. man. The numbers, yeah, because what what would uh, ninety five defensive plays the Eagles were on the field? Now part of that is overtime, but the overtime drive I think was twelve thirteen plays. So Did you see Reed Blankenship? Oh, played, he's like a one sixteen. Yeah, one sixteen. He did not miss a special teams or defensive snap. That's incredible. Yeah, I, I'm going to call him Lee Garrick from now on. Shades of Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah, playing every single snap. Yeah, um, he well, they had 26. I think he only played now. Ah, they had 30, <laughs> they had 30 special team snaps, <laughs> so he didn't play every special team snap. I thought, I thought he did, but yeah. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> so, 90 he, he played 95 on defense, 21 on special teams. He was 100% obviously on uh on defense 58 percent on special teams so not quite malcolm levels but when you get to 116 i mean yeah he he had a day that was the one thing jeff everybody was exhausted oh slave was slave was telling me about that before all the cameras came on i'm I'm beat he said you know i'm paraphrasing i'm Blank time. He had to carry. <laughs> he, had, he had to follow Diggs around. Oh yeah, that's what he said. You, you try chasing around Stefan Diggs all day, and you know Bradbury. A couple of those guys are left. After he said it, but he was. Beating. All right, so let me let me question Sean Desai here. Um, chasing Stefan Diggs around all day. He sure as hell didn't in the first half. The Eagles sat in zone in the first half. There was no man-to-man in the first half, and Josh Allen found so many receivers down the sideline, past the corner, before the safety, 23-yard gain. He just doesn't even have to throw a perfect pass, just a good, strong, on-the-line pass, and you get 23 yards. And then in the second half, they go, oh, spit, we're behind. Maybe we better go to man. Maybe we let him better let Slay take their star-wide receiver. Is that going to be the modus operandi of the Eagles? Just let them get a big lead. We'll play our zone. We'll stick to our Fendio uh, way of doing things until we fall behind by double digits and then get more aggressive in the second half. Is that the way it's going to play out for the last six regular season games too, Jeff Kerr? I, I think the biggest asset for the Eagles is the 12 minutes they have in halftime. Uh, you know, whatever, whatever they can talk about. In the, I mean, John and I know – Halftime in the NFL is the shortest halftime. Getting ever. an orange slice and taking a lead. Yeah, exactly. I, I have to grab my, my drink before halftime even starts. That's just basically how it works now. So I, I'll just say this. It's with, whatever they change in there, I think it's, okay, yeah, we're, like you said, Joe, okay, we're going to do this. Okay, we're going to do this. Okay, good, this is what we're going to, you know, we'll, we'll have Slade trail trail digs. We'll have, uh, you know, blanket chip play play up top. Oh, okay, or in the box, or whoever it is. Uh, you know, you saw more Sidney Brown in the second half too. It's they, they make those quick changes, and you're right. It just seems to be okay. We're down, so this is what we're gonna do. I I don't think it's that extreme, but it, it does feel like it. Um, it, it the Zach Cunningham injury, 
And I, and I bring this up because Shaq Leonard is visiting Dallas, I believe, tomorrow, scheduled to visit Dallas tomorrow. Is this going to be a battle for Shaq Leonard between the Cowboys and the Eagles? Doesn't it feel like that the Eagles were interested before this injury, and now it's – I think how he might be on the phone today. I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, you didn't need him before yesterday. You need him now. Need you don't believe in Christian Ellis? Not like I do Shaq Leonard. <laughs> those those two plays, Christian Ellis, back-to-back. First, he blitzes, comes in, tackles a running back. I think he actually made contact with him before the ball left Josh Allen's hands. I think he got his hands on the running back before the running back actually touched the ball. And then the next play, he gets completely sucked into a play and is out of position, and the Bert and the Bills get a big play. So he had the yin and the yang of it—a phenomenal play, one play, and an yeah. oh my god, what the hell's he doing? Second play, uh, yeah, they're gonna—it's gonna cost for Shaq Leonard. Shaq Leonard's agent, if he's smart, knows if he's got two teams bidding against his service, he can actually make some uh, decent money signing. Two, two rival teams on top of that, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's it's going to be interesting, and maybe Shaq Leonard uh, kind of indicates which team he believes has the better chance. Uh, if that's the case, you would think it would have to be the Eagles, but we'll see how that shakes out. You know, the one thing we talked about, 95 snaps, guys, that uh, you know, we've been talking about it for weeks now, the edge rushers. Uh, Hassan Reddick was at 83. Josh Sweat, 81. I mean, and, and, and BG was his normal-ish, 26. And then Nolan Smith, 11. Well, can they can they continue at this pace with Hassan Reddick and, and Josh Sweat? Obviously, you're typically not going to play 95 snaps, but um, they weren't letting up on them because they played 95 snaps. No. Uh, so that's what concerns me with the whole Derek Barnett personal reasons thing and then him eventually getting waived. That was valuable death for them. And whether – I don't think they think Nolan Smith is ready yet. And defensive ends, edge rushers, it usually takes him a while anyway. But it's clear that it didn't affect Nolan Smith's playing time. He's still only playing 11 snaps. So going with those two and the 30 – how old is PG? 35? 35, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's mine. So, yeah, that's that's a risk. Um, and if you don't have Milton Williams or banged up Jordan Davis and banged up Jalen Carter, you're going to have problems in probably the biggest strength of your football team. And I know this is really difficult to do, and if you guys have an answer to this, yeah, I'd appreciate it, and I'd be very impressed. Um, the snaps that Nolan Smith is playing, is there a rhyme or reason to them? Is it a specific down and distance? Is it a setup where they go, all right, this is a Nolan Smith play. Let's send him in there. Or is it just 10 random plays where they go, oh, spit. Sweat's been in there for 18 consecutive snaps. We better get him the hell off the field. I'm having a really tough time determining how the Eagles are determining when they do or don't put Nolan Smith on the field. I would have bet good money that Smith was getting 20 snaps yesterday. No Derek Barnett. He's out of the game. He can't. And they, they, uh, and John said, well, they are staying in their lane with BG. And that's what BG is. And that's when BG thrives. The Eagles had one 
attack yesterday. Who got it? BG. So I think they, they know exactly how they want to uh, play Brandon Graham. I have no idea how they're playing Nolan Smith. Either you two guys, by judging when he does it, get his very infrequent snap gets in there as to what they're doing or what they're trying to accomplish or what they think of him? Well, yesterday there was a clear um, clear plan because Milton was out. So typically when they use uh, 50 fronts, five-man fronts, it's Jordan Davis obviously in the middle, uh, Fletcher Cox and uh, Milton played 4-I, and then Reddick and, and Sweat are the edge rushers. That's typically their they, what they start with their five-man front. They didn't have Milton yesterday, so they started with a 40 front. When they did go to 50, it was Davis, Cox, um, uh, Jalen Carter, um, Nolan Smith, and Brandon Graham. So yesterday, they were using him in those 50 fronts um, without – so there was sort of a domino effect without Milton Williams. Typically, leading up to this game, no, I think it's more to what you said, Jody. No rhyme or reason. I'll throw him out there for a play. Usually, and usually before, it would always be in 40. It would always be with four men just playing the edge, wide nine, whatever. Um, but this, they had a specific plan, but they they went without Milton Williams. They didn't play as much five-man fronts as they typically do, which kind of tells you what we've been talking about. They really value Milton Williams, and they want a completely different way of playing defense for the most part up front without him. Um, well, what, what were they in when Marlon played? Because he got uh, some snaps. He made, a, he made a pretty big play yesterday, as a matter yeah, of Yeah, Marlon fact. played in both. Marlon played a yeah, lot of in, snaps. He was, he was in 50 yesterday. Yeah, he, lot, was in, he, he, was in, he was in both. He was in 50 and 40. He played like 30-something snaps yeah. for sure. Hell of yeah, a lot he, more than Nolan Smith did. Yeah, so they remember Fletcher left. So Fletcher only played 22 snaps, so that helped Mar Marlon as well. True. But he came back for a, a small portion, and then he left again, and he was ruled out for the game. So Fletcher's, again, 22 for Fletcher. I mean, Fletcher's typically he in a 95 game. 95 snap game Fletcher would be up in the 60s I would imagine so that that elevated and Jordan Davis played by far a career high 62 snaps um and he played in 40 and 50 so um everybody had to toggle back and forth when the injuries started but when they if you remember Jeff they came out in four man fronts typically yeah. they start in a five man front um, and they want to stop the run right away, getting third long, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and they shipped it up, which, you know, they they were able to persevere without Milton Williams. But they did they did do a good job against the run yesterday, all things considered. Yeah, against the running backs, they did a, a yeah, really not good not job. Against Josh Allen. No, not he against Josh Allen. But Josh, right Allen, yeah, Josh, Josh Allen. Allen's an alien. Tony yeah. Romo called him an alien years ago. I've believed him ever since. You're playing Lamar Jackson. You're going to give up some yardage to the quarterback. You're playing Josh Allen. Tonight, Justin Fields, you're going to give up yardage to the quarterback. It's just part of it. If They kept the running, the running backs under – 
three yards a carry. That's not bad. The right. Ravens have, in my opinion, the best defense in the NFL. Yeah, even better in Cleveland. And Justin Herbert had a 37-yard run last night. You're just like, well, how did he do that? I'm like, because he's Justin Herbert, and he's athletic, and he's good. It, it even happens to the best defenses. So, yeah, I, every time a quarterback runs for, like, those yards, like Josh Allen did on that touchdown, just like, these guys are good. <laughs> All right. Eschewing uh, the fact that I'll probably get ripped here on the uh, stream – uh, because I mentioned that something is to be questioned and not just waving Eagle pom-poms. I said this about the Chief game last week. Eagles have talent. Eagles have toughness. Eagles have the clutch gene. Man, did they show the clutch gene again yesterday. Thank they're you, Jake best, Elliott. They're the, they're the best clutch team in the NFL. It's like a clutch. Exactly right. But add a little luck in. Never hurts. And certainly, Marcus Valdez-Scandling dropping a wide-open pass behind the defense with three yards of separation with less than two minutes to go that would have given the lead. That's a little lucky. Yeah, a little luck on the Eagles' side. It happened again yesterday. Uh, James uh, Cook. Cook down the sideline. He's how in did the he end drop? Up. How did he drop that wheel back? How? Don't, don't know, but he I, did. I, how does Josh Allen – not hit Gabe Davis on the play before the field goal. I thought well, that that was a blitz. I mean that they hurried him. So right, that, at least I kinda, they made that yeah. they made that more difficult. I, 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 I also still think if they go inside like out like the route Davis is running, I think Slate breaks it up. But that's just me. I I wouldn't call that one lucky. You're right. John's right. They're they're eventually lucky, but lucky lucky was caused by Eagles defense and rushing Allen and making him throw the ball before he wanted to. Two other ones I want to touch on: the AJ Brown catch slash drop that they didn't review. It was called a. Well, I thought drop. That, that, I'm glad you brought that up, Jody, because I can we can't see that great, and I didn't see. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, we we. I was surprised. I was surprised they didn't challenge that. I, right. I, I because I'm Sean curious. McDermott is, I like the guy, but nah, I, I don't think, think he's, he's holding that head coach. Yeah, I think he's holding that team back. Big time. And I'll give you my opinion on it. Yeah, I was watching on TV with a monitor with the volume. Um, I don't think they would have overturned it. It was one of those cutting edge. Really close. He definitely had control of the football. He definitely took a step. Did his second foot come down before the ball came? It was dangerously close. Now, because they called it incomplete on the field, I don't think they would have overturned it. So if they had challenged, my guess is that would have stayed as an incomplete. But it was this close. It was really close. It could have got – if they had called it a fumble and they had gone to review, I think they would have kept it as a fumble. How many times do we see this every week yeah, in the NFL, yeah, both yeah. you guys? Yeah, they don't overturn yeah. calls unless it's blatantly obvious – that the ref on the field made a mistake. If yeah, I got to be honest. I thought it, it was uh, live. I thought it was a fumble. I thought it was bang, bang, but I thought it was a fumble. And I was surprised it wasn't looked at. Um, but you're probably right. If it were that close and they obviously called it incomplete on the field, they're probably not going to overturn it. Vice versa, if they called it a fumble, they probably would have kept Correct. it. Um, but I thought naked eye, I thought, oof, that, that looked yeah. like a fumble. Which is again what I'll say. Sorry, Eagle fans, I can't stand what we said is and as will but the Eagles in their play, they hate to hear the word luck. 
Sometimes you get a little lucky and you take it, and you catch it in, and you you move on. But there were you, a know, bit you know, my response to that: you have to be good to be lucky, and lucky to be good. Uh, That's true. You make your own luck. Um, you got to be in a position to take advantage of luck. Yeah. Um, and that's where the Eagles kind of set themselves apart. I'm telling you guys, they, they, the Eagles really are the anti-Cowboys. They, they, they are. The Cowboys blow out everybody, but when they play a good team, they don't create their own luck. And, you know, you have a quarterback who gets sacked. All right, well, uh, all right, let me bring up the biggest reason I've heard from the haters over the past week. Um, that you the have Eagles haters, John? I wasn't aware. Yeah, shockingly. Um the biggest one I hear is point differential, Jeff. Um, the Cowboys, I think, are plus 3,000. The Eagles are like plus you know, 60. Uh, the, uh, you know, of all the stats I hate in sports, point differential is the one I can't stand because the Bills have, right. an ama- they have an amazing point differential and they're six and six. Yeah. I, uh, I hate it. I right. hate it in baseball. So I hate it in basketball. I hate it. In, I really hate it in basketball. Oh, it's an annoying, it's an annoying sport. Doing stuff. Yeah, it's best in hockey uh, than it is any other sport. But let me give you the one other one that I thought was a little lucky. And again, you guys didn't have to deal with this because you were in the press box. Did they keep the volume on the TV up in the press box or did they no. mute that? No. Oh, you but no, we got the whole pregame festivities yesterday, though, John. All right. Did you, I'm, I'm did not you talking. That BS, did you hear that? All that BS going on back there? Um, no, I, no. They had, so, you know how they play, like, all the music, like, out, out, like out in the stand when they're warming up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to hear that yesterday. Me and DeCheco. And really? we're, just, we're just like, this better not be all day, because we we were trying to write stuff pregame yesterday, and we're hearing all the 90s stuff, and all the party in the USA, and all the... Well, I did, I did, yeah, I heard the 90s music, uh, 80s music, I guess they went with Rob Bass at uh, halftime, but... Yeah, they uh, went with Rob Bass, but... Yeah, the, I don't know. I'm talking about in-game announcing uh, no. Nance and, and Romo. Uh, and Romo just annoys the snot out of Eagle fans, understandably so. Uh, he's getting he's a, good, he's a good announcer. Uh, he's a very why. good announcer. I, he's I, not I as good him. as he was. I don't no. even know if he was. We would. had that discussion. I think they toned him down. As, he was the, as do I. I think, uh, I I'm not content. commenting. I am not commenting. You just confirmed it I'll do the commenting. Yesterday on the play, Hassan Reddick grabbed both the front and the back of uh, Josh Allen's jersey, which you're allowed to grab the front. And, oh, by the way, he ripped it about halfway down his chest. But he also got his hand into the back, and he was out of the pocket, so it could have been considered a horse-collar tackle. Now, Allen did what he's good at, and so is Mahomes. He gives that little half-toss to avoid the sack. He takes the intentional grounding, so it ends up being the same as the sack. The only thing you're doing is not giving a defensive player credit for the sack. It ticked off Josh Sweat last week. It should have ticked off Hassan Reddick yesterday, but Hassan couldn't really get ticked because he did. He got the back of the jersey, and they could have called the horse-collar tackle, and they didn't. And Romo and uh, Nance were just uh, continually be. How do they not see the horse collar? They're reviewing it. How do you not review if it's a horse collar tackle? Well, because horse collar tackles aren't reviewable. They were only reviewing the was it or wasn't it an intentional grounding penalty. They were right. They overdid it, but they were right. It was a horse collar tackle. Oh, no, they were right. The yeah, ref just missed that. 
So when you get a missed call that was pretty blatant and obvious, and that's a huge difference. A horse collar tackle is compared to an intentional grounding. That's a 30-yard difference right there. And it was the ref was right on top of it, and somehow he missed it. Plus uh, the missed, the, the debatable call on the fumble with A.J. Brown and the drop touchdown pass down the sideline on the wheel route. There's a little luck involved yesterday. We, we got to so acknowledge the fact that the Eagles got a little lucky, right? Yeah. So sometimes during during the game, especially if it's a CBS broadcast, I will put on the headset and while watching the game on the field, listen to Nance and Romo. I still can't get over how well Nance called that winning touchdown yesterday. I th- Jim Nance has had some great calls, and a lot of them are you know scripted, of course, but that one you can't script. And the I didn't see it right away because it was on the far side of the field. But then when I watched the replay and saw Kelsey make that block, oh man, I think it was on Dotson. Hey, Robo caught that right away. That's I was a like, great, uh, great ball play. Is I asked Jalen Hurts about that play. By the way, the Eagles used motion with DeAndre Swift. Motion yeah. worked, helped them. Uh, and and open up the other side of the field, so maybe they'll use. They ran a lot of twenty-one bit more. in the first yeah. half yesterday. Yeah, they've been using a lot of twenty-one, a lot of ten without Dallas Goddard, so a little bit of change. All right, I'm going to make a declarative statement, and I want to, your reaction, both you guys. Um, Jalen Carter is the best pure football player on the Philadelphia Eagles. Ooh. Um, I'm just watching Baldy's breakdowns this morning. I would go. I he's would got a Jalen Carter, but uh, this guy's unbelievable. I he's watching well, field goals. He's, he's, he's top three. He almost made an interception on a spike in Kansas City. He was that close. He'd beaten. Play, I, I I hate to bring up Aaron Donald because Aaron Donald's Aaron Donald, but that's the only other guy he beats guys immediately. It is unbelievable when he gets and and he doesn't. The Eagles are being very cautious with him as a rookie. I, I'll say there's one. There's on one field. better. There's one better than Carter, Lane Johnson. I, I boy, Lane is phenomenal, and we have to talk about Lane's injury. But I think Jalen Carter's better. I, I, I'm not gonna disagree with you. I mean, it's it's your late Johnson or Jalen Carter. We're going pure football players. That's here, how good he is. It, yeah, it, I, he's I, insanely I, good. It, it's uh, I and 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 it's you know as soon as he gets you and obviously, and we saw it with Jordan Davis as well. Georgia is so talented that they they rotate so much. They're not used to playing as much. Um, and and. Jordan's finally, as I said, up to 62 snaps. And Jalen played a lot because he had to as well. But from play to play when he's out there, he's so dominant. He's um, a, it's it's a major difference when he's on the field compared to when he's not. And you get from those baldy breakdowns, or even if you zero in yourself when you're watching the game, they treat him like he's Aaron Donald. He gets doubled all the time. He gets held all the time. Now people get held all the time in the National Football League, so uh, I'm not going to say he's the only guy in the league who gets held. Of course, a lot of guys get held. But he's a rookie, and they go out of their way to try and hold him in check, and he still makes plays. Uh, I could argue this from last week. Creed Humphrey, I know Eagles fans may not want to hear this, but Creed Humphrey may be the best best center in football, and I thought Jalen Carter just abused him last week. Abused him. Yeah, I wouldn't use the word abuse. 
you know, he, he had a pretty good game. I mean, not not too many people have good games against Creed Humphrey. That's yeah, fair Mahomes, Mahomes got out of it and made plays. And oh, uh, Mahomes is Mahomes. Made, made throws and receivers dropped throws that hit them in the air. They dropped Justin uh, Watson yeah. dropped the, the best four foot seventeen pass I've ever seen. It doesn't. It doesn't uh, wait yeah. when you're trying to play Mahomes. Yeah, nobody gets to Mahomes. He's got escapability like nobody else. All right, Jeff Kerr, we appreciate you jumping on each and every single Monday. Thank you much. We will talk to you next Monday. All right, last thing. Uh, there was one outlet last night that came out with the 49ers as actually the favorite in the game this upcoming week. Yes. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And yeah. I, got, I got a nice little stat for you guys on that. The Eagles are the first team, 10 and 1 or better, not to rest their starters and be a home underdog ever. Yeah, they're not a home underdog. They were a home underdog for 20 minutes. Check the betting markets now. Did they change it already? <laughs> of course they did. So that, that was one person trying to grab attention by going, Ooh, let's make the 49ers a favorite to start the game. Enough money came in, boom, it was gone. Before you could blink, it was gone. So the Eagles are the favorite in each of the betting markets. Under a field goal, though, uh, point and a half, two, one's got two and a half. Uh, but Still then, disrespect, under a field goal's disrespect. Can, can, can I ask you guys this? So I, as John knows, I got Jalen Hurts stats so many in the back of my head. So when I do quarterbacks when they're tied or trailing do you know Jalen Hurt by far is the best Any, you guys want to take a shot at who has the worst quarterback uh, Jack Prescott it's not that now Dak's, Dak's numbers are actually pretty good it's um, uh, worst quarterback when trailing uh, well is it some scrub like Tommy DeVito <laughs> uh, he's not a scrub uh, he's you know he's he might. He's probably going to be a Pro Bowler this year. Oh, oh um, shoot. Um, who's who's playing? He's, poorly he's been with... getting some MVP love too recently. Tua, not Tua. Tua's actually up. To, Tua's right there with Hurts. He's really he's like second or third. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if he's getting some MVP love. Um, there's not many. Let's put uh, it this way: he's on a very talented football team. Uh, Brock Purdy. Yeah, Brock Purdy. He has the worst passer rating when tied or trailing. Worst completion percentage, worst well, passer. It's the complete opposite of Jalen. Yeah, well, they had that. Oh, then let me there. ask you a question. Perfect, perfect setup. Thank you, Jeff Kerr. If that's the case, at the link next Friday, they flip the coin. It comes up heads. The 49 is called Perry. Eagles have go. the choice. They should absolutely take the ball. Because if you go down and score, Brock Purdy can't beat him. You just told me he's the worst quarterback in the league when trailing. Well, then guess what? Get the lead. Play from in front. What I got I, I idea. Hey, here's Thank one. you for making the argument for me, Jeff Kerr. Here, here's one for you. I, maybe Kyle Shanahan will put a backup tight end on Hassan Reddick again and see if that works. Boy, man, Kyle gets kept. Kyle, Kyle's been running that play. His dad ran that play. Hey, oh yeah, that's a Mike Shanahan special. Too. Yeah, I mean that that play is run by every offense in the NFL. The quarterback has to understand that the tight end is not there to block Hassan Reddick. The tight end is there to get in his way, and the ball's got to come out. So yeah, he held on that ball way too yeah, long in that game. Uh, uh, th th there's. And and that, by the way, all sacks. And 
quarterbacks who hang on to the football take a lot of sacks. Jalen Hurts takes a lot of sacks last week. Well, he got sacked five times. Jalen's going to take sacks. He's going to, he's trying to extend plays. It's part of it. It's baked into it. Patrick Mahomes, not going to take sacks. Tom Brady, not going to take sacks in his prime. Pate Manning, not going to take sacks. Um, if you're running the Shanahan play action, yeah, occasionally there's going to be a tight end blocking um, an edge rusher. And if it goes wrong, people are, oh, could you do that? They've been doing it for 35 years. It works more than not because of the design. But you got to execute. It, it is yeah. funny, though, how Brock Purdy is the worst quarterback in the league when he's trailing. It is kind of funny. Well, as good as he's been this year. Well, I mean, look, Jody's the biggest Brock, Brock Purdy guy there is. And Jody I love him at Iowa State. And by the way, he's playing tremendously so well. You don't love the oh, he crushed it on Thursday night. I, he was incredible Thursday He night. is playing tremendously well. I think he's a, a, a great fit for that offense. But look, if he was on a bad team, he wouldn't look good. You'd rather have. Do we, the, we say that about Jalen Hurts, though? If Jalen Hurts wasn't throwing AJ Brown and Devontae Smith and playing by Jalen Hurts is a top five if, quarterback if in the Hurts National was Football the League, quarterback of the Carolina Panthers, would we be saying the same thing about Jalen Hurts? Well, no, if he, no. Team, he wouldn't be the MVP. If Jalen Hurts is on the Carolina Panthers, he wins game, more games than Brock Purdy on the Carolina Panthers. That's he the win. point. I bet That's the Panthers the have four or five wins right now with they had Jalen. Yeah. Hurts. That, that's the point. If you put somebody, and you can't, but if you put somebody on the backing with the same supporting cast, that's Jalen Hurts is better than Brock Purdy. Now, is he going to look as good as he looks here? No, absolutely not. He's not going to look as good because he's got a great supporting cast. But if you give the, the, the supporting cast, now where it gets a little bit hinky is... Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I do think that Brock Purdy is a better Kyle Shanahan quarterback than Jalen Hurts would be. But if you put Jalen Hurts in with a crappy coach and a crappy team and a crappy offensive coordinator, he's going to be able to do more things than Brock Purdy in the same situation. The Patriots would not be as terrible as they are on offense. Jalen Hurts. That's the perfect example. Yeah. So everything's about fit and scheme. I think Brock Purdy's a great fit for Kyle's scheme, and that's all that matters. And he's doing a great job in that scheme. And that's all that if you put him in the Eagles scheme, it's not going to work. Um, and but he's in the he's in the perfect scheme for him. I, he, like, he's I, a quick I, processor. He gets rid of the football. He's got playmakers. He lets them make plays. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I, I get on I get on Mike McCarthy a lot, but he's getting the most out of Dak Prescott this year. I mean, this is the best I've seen Prescott play 
last five weeks this is the best I've seen. Yeah, him I've always in a couple of years. Yeah, Jody knows. I've always thought Mike McCarthy gets too much crap. I think he's a good coach. Not a great coach, but I think he's a good coach. I, I, I think it's I think the in-game decision. Coach, but I think we got to see him have a big game with Dak Prass again against good defense. When when that happens, that's when I'll go. I, I, I you know what, John? I, I think it's the in-game decision. His ability to call plays. I've always liked him as a coach. I think he's a motivator. I think he's a smart guy. I think he handles his staff well. I just don't think he's ever been anything special to play caller. The players like him. I know that. That That's being the head coach. My question on McCarthy yeah. is him, McCarthy calling plays. Um, and they put up a lot of points this year, but they beat up on bad teams and they continue to beat up on bad teams. Even when they get big leads, they don't care. They pad the numbers. We'll see. They got, uh, well, you know, they're, 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 they're trying to up their NFL playoff ranking. You know, they, they, they think there's a selection committee every Tuesday that picks the playoff. Rank. How did Dak and McCarthy fare against the 49er defense this year? Not, oh, not shoot, well. Not, not, uh, not good. They're the hey, Penn hey, State. Hey. A, a wise man told me they're the Penn State of the NFL. Um, they, the hey, Dallas they, they have the worst strength of victory in the league, and mm. they are 0-2 against any team that has a 500 record or better. So, Like I said, that's how I'll judge Coach McCarthy's play-calling ability. Not his co- head coach. I think he's a good – I think we're three for three. We all think he's a good head coach. I just go, I got no friggin' idea if he can call plays against yeah. a good defense. Yeah, John, I think our mutual friend Martin Frank actually enjoyed uh, my one comeback to a Cowboys fan on Friday morning. They said, well, you do only players on your schedule. I'm like, yeah, correct. And they lost the two good teams they played on that schedule. He is Jeff Curry. He joins us each and every single Monday. JK, thanks, brother. We'll talk to you next Monday. <laughs> Sounds great. Thank you, time. Jeff. Jeff Curry here with us on Birds 365. All right, quickie timeout. We come back. Chris Franklin yet to come. We'll talk to him in a little over 10 minutes here on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to most to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. You got Mac and Mac here on Birds 365. McDonald and McMullen hanging with you. Chris Franklin going to join us coming up in just a couple of minutes. Um, uh, Jeff Carr just gave us this stat about Purdy is supposedly the worst quarterback in the NFL when trailing his passer rating or whatever is is the worst. Um, I saw a stat a couple of weeks ago that said that Dak was the worst. So maybe maybe it's flopped. But I, I, I thought it I I thought I saw that as well. I but you know I don't know where Jeff's coming up with that. I'm not going to question him all that much about it. Other than yeah, he's usually the stat guy. I wouldn't really, question Jeff. He, he when it comes to stats, but he is on top of it. But here here's the the quantifier we put on uh, Judge and Purdy. The 49ers have now liked the Eagles and everybody. Well, the Ravens have actually played 12 games. How many teams are left that haven't had a bye yet? I know the Ravens are one. There's it, got to be another one because there's got to be a minimum of two teams on a bye next week. Uh, for whatever reason, they've got one more win than everybody else in the AFC. you got three different teams. No, Kansas City, Jacksonville, and Miami all have three losses. And the Ravens, but the Ravens have an extra win. So bye week next bye. week is Baltimore, Buffalo, Chicago, Las Vegas, Minnesota, and the Giants. Wow. So they're still a lot of buys. Got to finish it off. And uh, week 14, Arizona, Washington have buys. And I think that's it. So two more bye weeks. But a lot of teams after after tonight's game. uh, So it's Baltimore, Buffalo, Chicago, and Minnesota playing tonight, Las Vegas, and the Giants. That's why Buffalo's in trouble now because they, they've only got five games left because they've already played 12, six and six, not getting into the playoffs. Uh, they're going to have to come close to winning out to make the postseason. So that was a big loss for the Bills yesterday. But uh, the 49ers uh, have three losses. How long have they actually been trailing in games? Uh, yeah. Well, 
that three game usually, stretch, it's they almost usually jump out to a lead. Yeah. So of all the minutes, if they play 60 minutes times 11 games, 660 minutes, how many of those minutes of the 49ers actually been trailing? So are we looking at analyzing 42 minutes out of 600? Well, that's why I don't like, I don't like stats in general for the NFL. Cause well, I don't good, think but so. you just have to keep them in their proper context. Um, yeah. People just quote stats and don't really narrow into what they're well, saying. Well, yeah, everything make... is so everything is so contextual in the NFL. And, you know, the 49ers weren't good for a small stretch when, and I presume that's when these numbers came to the forefront, when Trent Williams wasn't out there and Debo Samuel wasn't out there. You know, you, you see how the Eagles struggle without Lane Johnson. Well, those are big-time players, and when they've been on the field, and unfortunately for the Eagles, they're scheduled to be on the field um, next week, uh, they've been really good. <laughs> and when you add Christian McCaffrey's a part of that and, and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle, when they have Ayuk and McCaffrey and Kittle and, and Samuel, I always talk about pick your poison from the Eagles' perspective when they're – healthy and AJ Dallas and Devante and now DeAndre. Um same thing, man. That's that's Sean Desai's world this week. Pick your poison, dude. And the thing about the 49ers, they can they can rotate Samuel and McCaffrey because they're both Debo can play running back and McCaffrey can play wide receiver. And I've never seen that before. And I don't mean just play. Like the Eagles can line up DeAndre Swift at wide receiver and say, well, he's a good receiving running back, and he is. And I'm saying Christian McCaffrey's a good receiver, not not a good running back playing receiver. If, if they made receiver. him a full-time wide receiver, yes. he could be a top-20 wide receiver. Exactly. In the and Debo Samuel – Similarly, is a good running back, not a good jet sweep guy. He can run the football in the traditional fashion, and I've never seen that before. And they use it, and and yeah, pick your poison. Yeah, uh, I thought of you yesterday. Uh, Eagles touchdown to Devontae back of the end zone. Um, Ron Jaworski on the postgame stuff on NBC Sports specifically noted the reason that worked, the fake bubble screen that they went to the and Jalen pumped and that gave him just enough separation. And so the bubble screen can be an effective play, John. It might be the ugliest oh, play a, on the planet. It, you know what? It's pretty when it's a fake and they yeah. give it to somebody else yeah. and it opens up. The it worked last year. Enough. I say it all the time. It worked last year with Zach Pascal. The Zach Pascal touchdown. They faked the bu bubble screen, fooled everybody. They, 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 it worked last week in Kansas City. The bubble screen itself was ugly. And then they went with the inside screen right off the bubble screen and they got a big play to DeAndre Swift. Yeah, it, it, it can, 
it it seems for the Eagles, it can work in a complimentary fashion. What it doesn't work is by itself. Right. But and that's Julio part of Jones, what it is. That's why you run to set up the pass. You have to do part A to get to get the big payoff in part B. Actually, I have to throw yeah. the bold screen a couple of times to make the defense play honestly. Then it opens up things for you. My point, and I've said it, and it doesn't matter, and I said it doesn't matter but it is the least aesthetic play in football. And I said, me personally, I hate it. I don't like watching it. I don't like it. I don't like college football any longer because of the bubble screen and how many freaking times they run it. Um, it's ugly. That's it. It's ugly to me. And similar and you to... Know what, John? A lot of the rest of the National Football League, and I'll readily admit it's probably biased, they think the tush push is ugly. It's a rugby play. It's not a football play. Uh, that, and I'm fine with it. It, it. You think it's ugly. Now, for fans of the Cowboys or, you know, the who say, oh, the Eagles are saying, now that's bullshit. But if they don't like the play and say it's ugly, yeah, I'm fine with it. It's not certainly, I have no problem with that. Uh, but it's legal. And until they make it illegal, there's much, nothing wrong. Much like the bubble screen, completely. Yeah, I'm legal. not saying I'm not saying people shouldn't run it. All I'm saying is it's an ugly play. It's an ugly. It, did you see Tom Brady on on Stephen A. Smith's show? No. Who just destroyed the NFL product? Destroyed it. Oh, I saw some yeah. quotes after the fact. Yeah. Um, and I'm so happy because Tom said it, and obviously Tom has a little more gravitas than I do. But he basically said what I've been saying for. This is an ugly product getting uglier by the year. And nobody seems to recognize it because it's it's compelling. You, you have overtime games like you had yesterday. You have so many one-score games. I think people forget they watch 55 minutes of bad football and because the final five minutes are exciting, uh, they they leave the the – the session, whether it's watching television or, or being at the stadium, they say, wow, that was great. No, it wasn't. It used to be a lot better. Now, part of that is safety and the safety dogma protection of players. And as, as Tom kind of, kind of pointed out, there's always unintended consequences to that. And what Tom said is they don't teach players how to protect themselves any longer like they would teach and coach fundamentals and if you're an offensive player and tom brought up ray lewis he wasn't throwing the football over the middle and and leading his receivers into ray lewis because he didn't want to get him killed um it was your job to protect yourself not the defensive player's job to protect you and that was one of i thought one of the great points that tom had but um yeah, I mean, it's ugly. No, here's here's what ugly. I would say to Tom Brady, and I, I missed his interview with Stephen A., but I saw some quotes afterwards. Um, what happened this offseason, Tom, that the NFL got to be that bad a product? No, he, he's not saying it wasn't bad when he was in the league. He, he well, wasn't. Then, the Tom, why didn't I hear this from you the year before that? Because he was playing. Or the year before because, that? Because, yeah. Oh, so... You, you you kneel on the shield 
when you're playing, but as soon as it's over, then you can actually be honest with the people. So he was well, basically covering up and lying for the last 15 years of his career. No, he wasn't lying unless you consider omission lying. Yeah, I, I usually do. A lie of omission? Sure, of course. I mean, it, it, I, I think it would be, you know, if he said, no, the product is the same, I think he'd be lying. Um, it's not. I mean, you you you've been a long time football fan. You've seen sure. it. You know the product's not the same. It's evident. It's abundantly clear to anybody who's been a long time football fan. A lot of that is safety driven, as I said. Ninety percent. Um, but and, and not, of the ninety percent, ninety percent of that is the NFL is afraid of getting sued for concussions. Not and, all. A, a, a lot of it is, but not all. A lot of it is analytics. A lot of it is same thing has happened in basketball and baseball. A lot of it is the math equation I always talk about. And Appalachian State figured out all those many years ago against Michigan, hey, you know what? We can't play with this team. But if we get our our our, our playmakers in the space and all of a sudden the bubble screens, the spread offense and all that kind of stuff, um, that's where it all started, that one game. Um, in college football is turned that way. The NFL is turned that way. And it's just like three pointers in basketball. It's just like launch angles and in, in baseball that the, the sport suffers now. And I always say it's only Howie Roseman's job to win. It's only Theo Epstein's job. Theo is a guy I tremendously respect, not only because he ended two curses, and I know I'm on a tangent. We got to get to Chris, but I, he's a guy I tremendously respect. And he took, by the way, he said, you know what? I'm part of the problem um, because the game isn't as aesthetic as it once was because of what they've turned it into. Their job is to win, but the job of the leagues, major league baseball, they should have, they should have banned this, the ship years ago, years ago. You can change rules whenever you want. Go all the way back to Bob Gibson. He was too dominant. Lower the mouth. Mm -hmm. Will Chamberlain. He was too dominant. Change the rules. You can do whatever you want to make the game more aesthetic. And the NFL is behind. That I would just say that I would have been more impressed with Tom Brady if he'd actually done it while he was still playing. He's the GOAT. He is the greatest of all time. He is put on a pedestal and he could have affected change earlier, but no, he was a good little change. company man. He couldn't affect change. He can't affect change now, but he can tell the truth now. Well, then who can? Then how how are how are we ever gonna get we Roger can. at all? That, well, but who would make them do it? They they've got uh, we've got evidence of years well, of them not changing. They don't. So care. what's going to make them change, John? If not somebody speaking up, the only thing that would make the NFL change is people tuning out, and okay. people aren't tuning. How's out. How's that working with the Eagles know. getting the highest Monday night rating in 27 years against the Chiefs yeah. last week? As long as people in other accept words, it, it's not happening. They're not changing. Anytime. Yeah, as long that's as the only way it changes is. The massive incre decrease in, in television. As long as people accept a shoddy product, they're going to give you a shoddy product. Yeah. Apparently, they don't think it's a shoddy product because they're turning in in waves. He's McMullen. I'm McDonald. Chris Franklin waiting patiently. He's next here on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. 
Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program assures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Mac Mac talking with our buddy from NJ.com, Chris Franklin, who uh, is coming to us from home, not the studio, not outside. He's got no squirrels. He's got no birds. He's comfortably <laughs> ensconced inside. Too cold, uh, man. Too cold to be out with the birds these time of year. Even come on. Eagles. Eagle fans sat in that rain yesterday hey, for that entire That's their game. problem. Chris <laughs> Franklin's the If they want to do that, heat. Godspeed. Yeah, I, I think they had some help, you know, with some a little bit of alcohol warms them up, you know. Oh, I, I, I don't want to drink too much on here. <laughs> yeah. during the game, yeah. no, God, never God speed. But uh, <laughs> hey, well, well, we'll talk about weather. We haven't talked enough about uh, Jake Elliott. Uh, what were you thinking, Chris? Fifty-nine yards in that weather. I did not think that football was going through. Well, what, what were your thoughts? 
I'll be honest, you know, uh, what's the name? Uh, there's another reporter that was asking a couple of us, like, it, right, just right before the snap, where you think it happens, like, nah, this is a mess. Like, it is, because it's just little, you saw the wind, the way it was going, it was pushing in, and, the, and, and how wet it was, and where the spot was, like, there's no way you can make it. And that's what we get for doubting Jake Elliott again. That's <laughs> every time you keep thinking, like, you know what, that's, you can't do it. He just finds a way to get it done. And you, you look at the, you, you just look at his career now. And you look at the big spots that he's had, and you you just gotta admire a guy and go, hey, you know what? This guy is he, he when all said and done, and this is no disrespect to David Akers, when all said and done, he'll probably be the best kicker in, in Yeah, he already is. All due lot. respect to David Akers. And David Akers, by the way, is the person that Brandon Graham surpassed yesterday for the most uh games played in franchise history. So he he was a tremendous kicker, but the best kicker in Eagles history is is out there right now. And I'll, is that Chris I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, not Chris Bowman. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I said on the air and what I was thinking that I didn't say on the air because I was on CBS at the time. And uh, the host asked me, Did I think Elliot was going to make it? And I said, Yes, because he had 60 yard range and he had already done it. Game on the line wouldn't bother him. Yeah, the elements made it more questionable, but I had just faith in him and he was going to make it. But in my mind, I was thinking, are we really going to have to call Kelsey on the carpet if he misses this? Because he took the two penalties that yeah, pushed him back yeah. 10 yards and made it a 59-yard kick, and he's Jason Kelsey. We can't call Jason Kelsey on the carpet for anything, can we? If he had missed, I think we would have had to, but it all went by the boards when Jake did what he did. You would have to. Like, he, he was on the field. and You have to do, You have to call out that happened. And- yeah, he almost did take them all out of field goal range completely. And had this he been a couple years ago, out of field goal range. He just happened to have a kicker who extended <laughs> the field goal range. Even Jake, after the game, said, "Yeah, that was farther than we thought um, yeah. would be the range for the day." And he called that the toughest kick he's ever made. Um, so, yeah, Jason should feel. And let me a little let bit me lucky. give let me give credit to my buddy uh, Joe DeCamera. Because uh, I saw he tweeted this during the, the game. He was really ticked off at whoever the CBS. Good thing Jeff Kerr's gone so we can take a shot at CBS. I kind of <laughs> work for CBS, too. I'm on CBS Sports Radio, but I don't give a flying fart. Um, they, set, they set the uh, maximum range for Jake Elliott on that field goal at like 49 yards. What what are you talking about? Forty nine yard. Well, I think that was weather know? related. Probably weather related. Really? Yeah, and it was funny because I thought how'd that work out, CBS? You would do <laughs> it because of the weather. Oh, he yeah. a fifty nine yarder in your face. Take that. Yeah. And the camera said that on Twitter. I said same exact thing. Then they're, they're not showing enough. For, we talk about respect too much here on Birds three sixty five. They showed disrespect to Jake Elliott. Yes, they did. CBS. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was kind of funny, too. That's, of all people, probably one of the best insights he had all day. But Tony Romo, he even called it out as well, too. They, like, like you don't do that on air. You say, maybe get the silent button and say, like, okay, that. But, like, yeah, he called it out. Like, he, he continued. Elliot just continues to to impress. And I don't know. What's next? Are we going to start judging? Like, well, he should he should have made a 64-yarder. That was well within his range. We're starting to get to that territory. It's, it's, it's crazy how he's playing. Yeah, he uh, uh, he has never missed a field goal um, inside of two minutes uh, to either tie or win a game um, or overtime. Never missed. Yeah, so. So I think T Mac had that stat yesterday. I'd never seen it. eight for eight game-winning field goal either 
uh, last play of the game and or overtime. Eight for eight. That's that's why he is the best kicker in Eagles history. Yeah, I still, I still remember that time when he was playing for Memphis and he came into Temple late, and I should have should have known then. He was playing kicking for Memphis, kicked the game winner at the end. Temple was horrible at the time, but he saw it kicking the end. It's like, oh, this guy's pretty good. All right, little little known, he already knew that he would be the guy he is. It's crazy. It's crazy. And, and by the way, he was a fifth, I believe, a fifth round pick of the Cincinnati Bengals, and uh, who <laughs> who kept Randy Bullock oh, over Jake Elliott. Um, ouch. Put him on the practice squad, though, so they, they, they had the safety net. And then I, I believe it was Caleb Sturgis who got yep. hurt, um, and the Eagles signed him off the Bengals practice squad, and the rest is history, as they say. Um, yeah, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good, uh, Chris Franklin. Jake Elliott, another example of that. But he was a big-time guy. Anytime you're drafted as a kicker, you're pretty good. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Alex Henry. Not all not always. <laughs> it's, you're a good it's, how, it's, how about I'll I'll revamp my statement. You're a good, you're a very good college kicker. How about that? I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's so bad on that one. But yeah, like you got bet. even with the I don't know what it is. you, you gotta give credit. I don't know what it is about that position they can find they usually can find the Find the right guys. I mean, you look at Cameron Dicker. Even when Elliott went out, Cameron Dicker now is actually yeah. looking like Eagles a very good a kicker. Because Cameron Dicker was a better backup than Matt Amendola. Remember Matt Amendola? Oh, Arizona. Matt Prater was hurt, um, and they had to go with Matt Amendola, who Jody knows from his Jets days. Um, Jet days. Cardinal miss against the Eagles, and yesterday. From 56. Oh, he hit the crossbar. He hit the crossbar because he can't make one for 50. Jake Elliott walks out in the pouring rain on a muddy field and he nails one for 59. Matt Amendola, oh, sorry, hit the crossbar. Doink. (laughs) Didn't use Wheaties. And that game was just crazy. But yeah, they better go well. Wheaties can't help him. He's not a 50. (laughs) All right. I need help from you guys because you were there. I was not just judging on TV. You can't see something like this. You got to be at the stadium, too. How many plays did Quez Watkins, with his unbelievable speed, open it up for someone else yesterday for the Eagles and the snaps that he had? Because he wasn't actually targeted on any of a Jalen didn't deign to throw him the football at all. But the threat that is Quez Watkins, how many lanes did he open up for his fellow wide receivers yesterday? I thought there actually were a couple. The problem was it couldn't protect, especially early on. It couldn't protect up to protect anything. So they had a uh, he I couldn't throw about AJ. I was surprised Quez played as much as he did, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I, it's interesting that you know they can't get the ball to Julio. It's usually a bubble screen, and which goes nowhere. Um, he played forty-seven snaps. Uh, Alameda played 18, had the big play, the extended uh, play. By the way, what are people – that happened to Alabama-Auburn. What are people doing on these long third – they don't cover people in the end zone. When did that start, Chris Franklin? <laughs> uh, and, and Quez played 16 snaps, and they can't get – except for the Alameda play, which was – that's a schoolyard play. That's not in the um, – you don't think they drew the it up just like that, John? Really? No, I do. Not. It <laughs> uh, 
It's like, hey, okay, just run around and uh, we'll, we'll try to hit you in the back and uh, I'll put the ball on you. Which, by the way, still, remember all that talk about Hurts not being able to roll to his left and throw? Yeah. Ooh. Worked on it. <laughs> Worked on it. But to be yeah. fair, see, I think a lot of people, they'll bring up, and you get this as well, Chris, you know, we'll say something in the moment. Like if we said that in 2021, he couldn't go left. The <laughs> Tampa Bay won a playoff game because he couldn't go left. Yep. And then he's the kind of guy who just works and works and works and turns a weakness into a strength. And now he can. People yeah. evolve. Um, yeah. And he has evolved. And he's he's doing a tremendous job. And that was a great throw. But boy, man, if I were Sean McDermott and I had hair, I'd be pulling it out. <laughs> I think he just grew some just to try to tear it out, which I don't know. It's bad, but yeah, I think it just goes to, I look at that. That's probably one of the more defining moments of his career. I, I just, and he could go just all that stuff like Super Bowl. So I think that the fact that he was able in the middle of that comeback, it, it just encapsulated how far he's come as a quarterback and how much you've seen this offense. If, if, if there's struggles, especially like yesterday when they're down or what have you, they're able to scramble around. He's able to find a way, put the ball where it needs to be, and, and help continue with that comeback. So I look at it. I think that, if anything, if they have that highlight reel where they show if he does wind up winning the MVP, I think that's going to be one of the first couple of clips or, or, or the highlight clip that they use to show, like, hey, this is why this guy should, should earn that award. All right. Before I got on the MVP road with Jalen, I do want to ask you this because it might be something that actually happens today in the real world. I'm going to make you Howie Roseman for a day, Chris Franklin. And you get a call today from Shaq Leonard's agent. And he says, listen, Shaq wants to come play with you guys. He knows you got the best chance to go to the Super Bowl. He's a ring chaser like everybody else. He's in the mercenary market that McMullen likes to refer to. Uh, he'll be a mercenary. He'll come play for you for $5 million for the rest of the season. Because he was scheduled to make six. That's what, if the Eagles had claimed him, they would have owed $6 million on his salary. So he missed this past week. So I'll play for five. And he says, yeah, oh, by the way, I got Jerry Jones on hold on the other line. He's already put three on the table. So you guys need him more. He'd prefer to go to you, but you got to pay him exactly what he was supposed to make if he hadn't been released. So you got to get us $5 million. You're Howie Roseman. You believe him. What do you do? I'm trying to find a way to do it. They, the cash space, they're like three, three or something like that. They're limited. And, but I'm going, if I find a way to get the money, yeah, I'm doing it. I, I think he do. Especially you know with... how he's got a plan. <laughs> he's already figured out who he's got to talk to, had confer conferences with their agent. We're going to add more money to your salary now to clear it up later. But how, he's the best on the planet. So you know that's already been taken care of. But the number's bigger than you thought it was going to be. It's going to be five million bucks. For the last six games of the season. Otherwise, he's going to go sign with the Cowboys. If you're Howie Roseman, Howie, what are you doing? I think you sign him. I think he, yeah, especially for twofold. One, I look at the Zach Cunningham. We don't, once again, we don't know how the for, for full extent of the hamstring, that injury he has. But you're now looking at Christian Ellis and Nicholas Morrow being your linebackers heading into maybe one, maybe two, who knows three, depending on how severe it is. You need another. You need another body in there, and I don't think Van Sumer is going to be elevated to the active roster. So, I think that's one and two. 
I look at the leadership, not just with his ability on the field. It's not the same Shaq Leonard we saw from three years ago, but it's still decent enough. I think you can get enough out of him, but you would have another, you had a true bona fide leader with Nicobe Dean out at that second level. I mean, if you just look at all, if you look at every level of defense, I mean, you tell me you have Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham on the, on the, on the line scrimmage. You got Shaq Leonard in the middle, and then you got Kevin Byer back there provide in pressure situations, providing that leadership aspect of it too. Yeah, I do that. I think I think he almost have to. And I look at Shaq Leonard, I don't care if it's a linebacker, we know how his team doesn't value linebackers, blah blah blah. I think at this moment now, especially with how teams are starting to attack them and you need to stop these run games that are coming up because some good some good run games come up on the schedule. I, I think you I think you need them. I'm 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 gonna be the only one who has any fiscal responsibility. My God, guys, five million dollars <laughs> for six games, Shaq Leonard. I mean, maybe if it's prorated. But that's what it's going to be. Um, well, no, you John, know. You, you know he was due $6 million. Not prorated. $6 million if he had been claimed off waivers. Yeah, so he's you, not. Well, that's why nobody claimed him. Because yeah. nobody's <laughs> right. paying him but, that. But that was before your starting linebacker went down with an no, injury. No. Well, A, I, I don't think he's the same player. Because Do I think the Eagles could use him? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, they're, yeah, they're not. I, now, but first of all, Jerry won't do it either. He's not insane. Um, um, so, I mean, it'll be prorated. He'll so get... Neither one of them are pushing their chips into the middle of the table is what you're telling me. Not not at that level. Okay. I mean, if you tell me, if you're desperate and say $5 million prorated for six games, I, I, I'm not going to complain. But five actual million? No, not a million That's years. what he was scheduled to make, John. Yeah, but he's not. That's the whole point. He had a massive contract, and that's the whole point why he cleared waivers because nobody in their right mind is playing Shaq Leonard what we he was doing on his contract. Now, if he wants to ring Chase and he wants to make $3 million prorated or $4 million, I'd, I'd even say that if you're desperate, prorated, uh, yeah, all right, take a shot. Um, and how he's too smart. Yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, he's too smart. And I, and I think the one that care you really need to dangle with him is the playing time aspect. Yeah, you really need to. Yeah, and with he that gets too a because, chance to play yeah. and win. And if he plays well, who knows? He might get another contract somewhere else down the road. Um, but uh, you know, it's going to be interesting because of the Eagles Cowboy dynamic and. Um, especially if that game becomes more important. Now that game probably only becomes more important if San Francisco beats the Eagles, but Dallas has won what Jody 13 straight at I think home? 13 in a row at 13, home. 13. They're pretty tough to play down there. Um, and if, you know, that, that, that to me is the most interesting part. If it comes down to Eagles versus Cowboys and that game is meaningful and all of a sudden Shaq Leonard makes a play, with a star on this helmet, and then it could look bad. That's why I'm saying. If I, I would not mind being Shaq Leonard's agent today. I think he's got some leverage. I think he can play this game pretty well and uh, not have to worry about prorated. Oh, no, here's the number. This is what we need for the final six games of the season. I do believe that. All right, uh, Chris, let me, let me get this in before we wrap you up here. I said this yesterday on WIP. I thought Eagle fans yesterday at the opportune time during the game, and oh, by the way, several presented themselves 
either a Jalen Hurts long touchdown pass, hello, Lamade, or a Jalen Hurts push, tush, push touchdown. Yeah, that happened in the first half. One of the only things that happened in the first half. And or a Jalen Hurts uh, lengthy run. You could have done it at the end of the game as he's leaving the field and everybody's celebrating that they should have started an MVP champ, that he is the MVP of the league. He was prior to the game. He only increased his status with the way he played five touchdowns after the game. You don't usually hear MVP chants at football games. You do it basketball games. You do it baseball games. It doesn't really happen much at football games. Eagle fans, Eagle Nation could be cutting edge by being ahead of the curve and starting an MVP chant for Jalen Hurts. Should they have yesterday? Will they against the 49ers this week? That section, there's a section from where I'm sitting in uh in the press box. They were chanting it. They were, really? they were yelling the MVP. There's a section from it. yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a few people that were yelling it. Yeah. So I think it's the bandwagon is starting and is this team continue if they continue to win, yeah, it's only gonna come out. You mean tell me the guy who led a four, the guy who was the runner up last year, if they say this team finishes 14 and 3, 13 and 4, what have whatever variation of that, and they continue to go on this trajectory, yeah. I mean, who's the one? Chris, really- can I ask you, were those same people uh, telling uh, the Eagles to fire the offensive coordinator and bench the quarterback when he had an 0.0 passer rating, the blue Tarski in the second? <laughs> And also, uh, I don't know if you're, I don't know if you're just too going to run the bleeping ball. That's what we heard that is what we get. That was a, uh, yeah, that was a uh, prevalent too. Though. Around the same area too, by the way. Run the bleeping ball. By the way, uh, breaking news: our old friend Frank Reich fired in Carolina. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, there, there was a report. David Tepper came out of the locker room yesterday cursing. So there you have it. But uh, wow. Not even wow. one and done. Less than one and done. So Frank let me ask both you guys, because you you know uh, Frank Reich covered him when he was here. Do you think that he told the owner bleep off because he picked I hope so. in the draft? That uh, I, I've had a couple of good NFL insiders tell me, oh, that was David Tepper's pick. That Frank yeah, Reich I heard wanted to Frank take C.J. Stroud. Stroud for about better. Right. So (laughs) after they lost again yesterday, the owner comes into the locker room, said something to Frank, and Frank says, bleep you, I wanted the other quarterback. That cost him his job. Do you believe that happened yesterday? Frank, for what I've heard and everything else, Frank might be too nice to do that. Yeah, It might be way too nice to be able to do that. He literally does not curse. So that part, he might have said, Mr. Tepper, please leave my presence. But uh, he, he's, not, he's not the, the yeah, he does, he le- legitimately does not curse. Uh, I'm yeah. like Jane Steichen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jane. It's like, remember, uh, this is an obscure reference, but anybody who's watched South Park, the first, the first uh, episode, they said the S word over and over again. They had a little counter. They could have had a counter yeah. on Shane. Uh, Shane is like an automatic uh, weapon when it comes to f bombs, and it, there's like ten and boom, 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 bang. I will say this, and I, I just know this is no. As, I don't know, I'm just learning with you too. I wonder if Nick brings Frank in as like an advisor, or has him as advisor for well, there now. That's his boy. Now, That's his now boy. they get to the playoffs. Of course, they well, they bring in defensive guys like, to advise the offense. Why okay, not like would you not bring an offensive guy in to advise the offense? He, he, he's already like Banjo. He's already a de facto advisor. So 
yeah. I mean, either yep. way, he's going to be calling him. And and, and by <laughs> the way, now Nick will hate the Carolina Panthers. He was very. Oh yeah. Bad. Yeah. That is Frank <laughs> is his guy, man. So unfortunate uh, for Frank Reich, but uh, it's always yeah. You know, that's that's a bad situation anyway. Yeah, a, let him out finish out the season. I'm yeah. sure. do now? Evidently, uh, the special teams coordinator is getting elevated. Uh, um, Chris Tabor, I believe, and uh, Jim Caldwell moves to special advisor working with the offense. So Jim Caldwell will fix all the ills, I guess. Yeah, good luck with that. Um, and I guarantee you it had to be a personal thing. Because you're right, you just got there. You can fire him after 11 games. Why the hell would you do that? I know you won on 11, but you're playing a rookie quarterback. Yeah, that had to be a personal thing between the owner and the, the coach. I can pretty much guarantee you that. All right, I'm going to make a bold prediction. Are you ready for this, Chris Franklin? I need I'm you ready. to agree or disagree with me. All right. Walk through Wednesday. Oh, that's, that's, that's a great. That's a great. Yeah. Really? Uh, yes. There's those guys are banged up. Oh my the god, they just played 90 freaking two defensive snaps. Yeah, they're not they're, they're on the, Wednesday is the most guaranteed walkthrough and guaranteed. That's walk what I'm saying. Right. Walk through yep. Wednesday. I'm predicting a walk through Wednesday. Not oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That between you, you played on a short week, you played the overtime game after playing on a short week. I was speaking to one player, one player is like, I don't know if I want to practice this week just to yeah. get make sure I'm ready for the game. Uh, so apparently right, neither one of you guys picked up on my cynicism. You thought I was actually being serious that they were going to practice. All right. <laughs> they had to walk to Wednesday every week. Yeah. I had to walk to Wednesday after a bye week. No, they Wednesday didn't. They practiced. They practiced after the bye week. They practiced uh, on Wednesday. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, moving through, it'll be walkthroughs the rest of the way. I think. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Definitely tomorrow. No question about it. Um, with, not tomorrow. With a lot of ice ready. A lot of ice and a lot of trainers standing by ready for it. Too. And, and this week it should be. This week it makes perfect sense. But uh, yeah, yeah, other weeks, maybe not. But Injuries uh, and week. overtime. Oh yeah, they'll be walking through on yeah. Wednesday. Uh, see, Franklin, thank you very much for hopping on with us, brother. You know, we always appreciate it when you're going outside and weathering the storm. Uh, tell the birds we said hello. Okay. I, I will. I'll make sure to do it. Franklin News, by the way. <laughs> make sure you follow Chris on xnj.com and everywhere else. Lehigh Valley Live. So many. I can't get through them all. Chris. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't have the time either. <laughs> he confirmed the MVP chant for me yesterday at the stadium. Thank you very much for that, Chris Franklin. No problem. No he problem. Anytime. Thank you, guys. We'll Thank you, guys. Next week. Chris Franklin here with us on Birds 365. All right. I had not had it confirmed, but he's the first guy I talked to other than you. You Did you not hear this MVP? No, yet? I did not hear. I did not. And you were in the same press box he was. I'm focused, Jody. I'm focused on the task you, at You're hand. saying you may have missed it is what you're saying. I can't, I can't worry about that. They're, they're, they're so schizophrenic. It's MVP one minute, fire Brian Johnson the next. I, 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 I'm, I'm I glad to hear at least one press because – Al asked me yesterday, he goes, do you think they'll actually do it down at the stadium? And I said, at least one person will call me tomorrow night on WIP. I'm on WIP tonight after Monday Night Football and say they heard the cheer. Would I be able to ju – I'll judge on TV. That's the best I could do. By the way, we're we're ensconced. Sometimes it's difficult to hear what they're chanting. Right. Uh, yeah. 
I might have a better chance of hearing it on the crowd mic on TV than you guys do. But that means if Franklin heard it ensconced in the press box, that it had to be loud enough that if he actually picked up on it, that's I'm going to take that as a confirmation. All right. uh, He's McMullen. I'm McDonald. We got to come back, put a bow on this show here on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Hi, clock's running on us here on Birds 365 and... I want to have some fun. Hey, if if you like John McMullen, hit the like button. If oh, you, no, no. that's a bad uh, way don't, to go. Don't Joe. hold it against John because you hate me. So just please hit the like button for Johnny Mac. A lot of people streaming in today, understandably so. 10 and 1 Eagles, best record in football. 10 and uh, 1. 10 Second and 1. Consecutive year, Jody. 
they have sometimes frustrating, certainly nerve finger biting ways of doing it. But the main thing is the main thing, and they are ten and one. But uh, I'm gonna uh, kind of pimp the stream here, uh, John. You know I love my hypotheticals. I'm gonna give you a hypothetical, okay? And uh, the the final answer will be something that will annoy the snot out of the stream. Um, but you and I will be okay with it. Um, let's say the Eagles get beat this week by San Francisco, okay? And then let's say the Cowboys, who are very tough to beat at home, jump up and find a way to beat the Eagles. But the Eagles win the rest of their games. And the Cowboys win the rest of their games. And the 49ers win the rest of their games. The 49ers would have the number one seed because... The Eagles would have lost the 49ers, and the Cowboys would have lost the 49ers. They'd all finish with the same exact record, but the 49ers would get the number one seed. But who would win the NFC East? The tiebreakers are Johnny Mac, head-to-head, Eagles-Cowboys 1-1. Divisional record, Eagles-Cowboys 5-1 apiece because we're assuming the Eagles beat the Giants twice and the Cowboys beat the Commanders again, just for, for argument's sake. The next one would be common opponents. And they would have the same exact record because the Eagles would have lost to the Jets, who the Cowboys beat, but the Eagles would have beaten the Cardinals, who the Cowboys lost to. Otherwise, all the opponents are exactly the same. They both lost the 49ers. What is the next tiebreaker? Do you know? I hope it's not point differential. It is not. It is not. Um, no, I don't uh, go that deep. One loss record within the conference. Uh, yes, conference games, yeah. So, because the Eagles lost their other game besides one to the Cowboys and one to the Niners, to the Jets, it would be the Arizona Cardinals. The Jonathan Gannon-led Cardinals having beaten the Cowboys, which would hand the Eagles the division on a platter because they beat the Cowboys early. Our boy JG coming up big for yeah. the Eagles again. And that's why we talked about always win the conference game. If you're going to lose a game, you don't want to lose a game if you're the Eagles. But if you're going to lose a game, make sure it's out of conference. And there you have it. Perfect example, Jody. It, um, yeah. It, I at Arizona. It's come to that, but it could. It's it's not outrageous at this point. Yeah. That that's exactly the way it plays out. Uh, by the way, it. also the stream, and they mentioned it. I didn't recall this. This is a bad shot by me, but I got to apologize to the GOAT, Tom Brady. He said the exact same thing. We were having that discussion when he was playing in 2021. I didn't remember it. I'm surprised because I've been writing about it for years, so I should have picked up on him saying it. But he said the exact same thing. He said, I think it's really – and this is 2021 – I think it's a really disservice to the sport because the sport isn't being played at a high level like I believe that it once was. It actually deteriorates because you're not teaching the players the reasons and the fundamentals of what the sport should be. So give him credit. He said the exact same thing, and he was playing. And he said that to who, what outlet, or? Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. No, that's what he said this week. You said he said it in 2020. Oh, yeah. He said it uh, at one of his press conferences at uh, Boston.com. Everybody can check it out. September 3rd, 2021. Um, oh, early in the 2021 season. Yeah. Yeah. So he's not being a hypocrite. 
said the exact same thing when he was uh, playing. Uh, I, I didn't catch it either time, even though he is the GOAT. All right, brother, I say we do this again tomorrow. The birds will still be 10 and 1. It yes. will be a nervous energy Eight 10 and 1. But 10 and 1, they're not going not gonna to lose any games over the next five days. San Francisco coming in. I think there's going to be a storyline or two with that game, Jody McDonald. The gauntlet will uh, continue. They are undefeated in the gauntlet as we laid it out. We'll see if that can continue. Halfway home, 3-0. and Pretty good place to be in if you're the Eagles. All right, uh, check us out tomorrow. We'll be back. John McMullen, Jody McDonald, the Mac and Mac guys on Birds 365 in 2-2. Two and two. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.